Hello, my good friend. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. Are you a righteous person? I doubt many listening would answer, oh, yes, Dan, I am very righteous. Most of us who are believers in Jesus often struggle with being righteous. Temptation can be very strong. We fail much more often than we would like. Really, if you love Jesus Christ, you never want to fail, but that's not our experience, is it? What does it mean to be righteous? How can I be righteous? First, let's look at some of the things the Bible says about those who are righteous. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. I could go on and on. God takes care of the righteous. Don't you want God to take care of you? But as I said before, most of us don't think of ourselves as being very righteous. I know I don't. I look back on so many, many failures in my life, so many regrets. I want to share a story with you, a story that Jesus told. It begins in Luke chapter 18 and verse 9. The Bible says, he told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like other men extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. I don't think we need to comment on the Pharisee. His character is made pretty clear here. But let me say just a word about the tax collector. There's a good chance that this man had gotten rich by extorting money from people. He worked for the Romans, collecting taxes, and was allowed to get as much as he could and keep the profits for himself. He had the sword of Rome behind him. Everybody hated these tax collectors who became wealthy on the back of their own countrymen. Unlike the self-righteous Pharisee, the religious guy. The tax collector wouldn't even come right into the heart of the temple, but stood well back, not even looking up to heaven as he beat his chest and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
the Pharisee made a full-time job for himself, keeping all the minute requirements of God's law. He not only saw himself as a righteous man, but those around him thought of him as righteous as well. But it seems that Jesus had a different view. While the Pharisee looked down his holy nose at the tax collector, Jesus said that the tax collector went home justified, but the Pharisee did not. Justified. That's another word for righteous. Jesus meant that in the eyes of God, the only one who matters, the tax collector was righteous. He had done many bad things. He had probably cheated people, but he was righteous. Why? He was righteous because he openly acknowledged his sin to God. He cried out for God's mercy. And as anybody who has read the Bible knows, God's mercy is forever. God has revealed himself to be merciful and gracious. Psalm 103 says, God does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. God is merciful and compassionate compassionate. Notice it says how great God's unfailing love is for those who fear him. That tax collector feared God. He would not even lift up his eyes to heaven. He beat on his chest and confessed that he was a sinner. I asked a friend the other day, when was the last time he heard a sermon about the fear of the Lord? He couldn't remember one. But the fear of the Lord is all over the Bible. What does that mean? The fear of the Lord is the awareness of God's absolute holiness. It is the awareness that this absolutely holy God sees everything we do. And it is the awareness that this holy God will one day bring every person alive into final judgment. How often do you think of these facts? If you never think of them, then you need to learn to fear God. What's the answer to our problem of sin and the fact that we face the judgment of God? The answer is confession and repentance. When we come to God confessing our sins with a heart that truly desires to turn away from them, then God meets us with his mercy and grace just like he did with that tax collector in Luke chapter 18. My dear friend, righteousness does not come through human effort. It is not the result of having a perfect perfect record of obedience to God. We have all broken God's laws and commandments. We are all sinners like the tax collector and the proud, self-righteous Pharisee. Righteousness comes when we run 
to the cross of Jesus Christ and lay our sins down there at his nail-pierced feet. He took all of our sins upon himself there. Jesus lived a sinless life, and in the end, he freely shouldered our unrighteousness. He suffered in our place. And now, through faith and repentance, we can be made righteous in God's eyes. Listen to these beautiful verses from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. And because of him, that's God, because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Think about that. Jesus Christ has become our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption. We cannot in any way boast about anything we've done to fix our broken relationship with God. Jesus has done it all. He is my righteousness. All for me to do now is to bow before him in humility, like that sinful tax collector, confessing my sins, acknowledging my guilt, and the fact that I justly deserve eternal punishment, but that because of the mercy of God, I can now receive the gift of God's righteousness because Jesus died for me. Are you a righteous person? You can be right now by humbling yourself before God and trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Call on him today. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, O God, that you sacrificed your one and only Son. You sent Jesus to become a human being and then to suffer and die for my sins, and not only for my sins, but for the sins of the whole world. Thank you that Jesus rose again from the dead on the third day, is at the right hand of the Father, and he is interceding there for us. He is praying for us today, those of us who fear God, who are calling upon Jesus daily for his mercy and forgiveness. God bless this message to the hearts of all my listeners today, I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. My dear friend, pray for us as we are seeking to plant a new congregation in the Schenectady, New York area. Uh, It's called the Bread of Life Anglican Church, and we meet on Sundays at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. That's the American Legion Hall. If you don't have a church home, if you live in that area, we'd love to meet you on Sunday at 10 o'clock. As always, you may reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God bless you.